Hello. Hi, everyone. Another fantastic episode of Relay Essay. I'm your co-host with the mostest, Nadia Rosemont, and I'm with the fabulous... Adam Hewen. So this was a really good... Uh, oh, before I dive in, sorry. So to explain the premise of Relay Essay, um, it's a podcast that celebrates and kind of discovers, uncovers the student affairs profession across Canada. We interview student affairs professionals, and at the end of the interview, they kind of recommend um, colleagues across Canada that we should interview, thereby passing the baton to another person and continuing the relay of interviews. Yeah, and we have a really good interview today. Yes. And it was passed on, I think, Angie, who we interviewed, who works over at the Marine Institute out in Newfoundland. Um, this was one of the people that she suggested. And Natty, you did this interview yourself. So who did you chat with? So I chatted with Anne Bartlett, and it was, I have to give her a huge shout out and a thank you because as we were chatting, sometimes you might hear it cut out because we were FaceTiming, but a storm was hitting uh, Anne, and I'm pretty sure as soon as we were done, she like had to hope, hopefully make her like way home. Yeah, home like hightail at home. Yeah, so uh, Anne, thank you. Hope you are safe and sound. And another fun thing about it was talking about caucus a bit and things to do in PEI. That's and, right, um, the caucus of yeah. conference is coming up. Yeah, so... Anne is definitely someone like with people that are hopefully going to caucus. Hopefully we'll see you there, but I definitely recommend chatting with Anne if you get a chance. I'm sure she'll be, she'll be in conference mode, but when, if she has any spare time, I recommend people chatting with her in person further about this interview. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Good to hear it. I will declare that I'm not the type to have any yes. It's worth all the shares. The number one podcast is student affairs. Want to hear what they have to say. Along with all the guests that popping on the way. Without further delay, it's me, they, yes, they. Okie dokie. So, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's so glad to finally have a chat with you. Mm. And I am looking forward to what we're going to talk about, which is everything and anything. Okay. Um, so... Maybe tell us a bit about what you currently do and a bit about your role. Okay. Well, I um, work at UPEI, University of Prince Edward Island, and I've been here since, oh gosh, about um, 2006 or seven. Um, I am a coordinator of Pathways to Academic Success, which is quite a handle. Basically, in a small university, um, I've got an opportunity to work on all different aspects of student affairs. So with Pathways to Academic Success, I work with our academic supports, with our undergraduates and our graduate students. Um, I get to work with the Campus Life Initiatives. And, um, so we do some outreach programs and try to develop some campus life, um, kind of non-alcohol, uh, stress-free environments where students can come together. And then um, I also get to work with students and, and work on and the UPEI community on mental health initiatives. So like jack of all trades when you're at a small university. That's amazing. And yeah, what was your journey like that led to that role? Hmm. Um, well, uh, when I am from Newfoundland originally, uh, uh, but wanted a change of scenery, uh, loved the islands, so I left Newfoundland and came to PEI. My mom's from here, so I got to get to know my PEI roots, uh, and I lived in residence while I went to UPEI. So within uh, the 
first year, I became a resident assistant uh, and fell in love with, with, with that whole aspect of university life. Decided to do some education, but even when I was doing my BED and the student teaching, I was realizing I didn't really want to be working in the public school system. I was happier and better off working with the university age. So uh, that ended up with a uh, head resident kind of position um, at UPEI for one year. That summer, I moved into the summer conferencing uh, business of UPEI. And while I was doing that, I went to my very first conference for student affairs, and it was AUKUS, the Atlantic Association mm -hmm. of College and University Student Services. I went there, and from that networking, uh, was encouraged to apply for a uh, position at Dalhousie University uh, with their uh, residence manager's position. So I did and got the position. And I was there for about 10 years, so through the 1990s, uh, worked at Dalhousie, got married, had my first two kids while living in residence. That's so nice. With something else, yeah, my husband, Andrew, he uh, was the only male living in uh, Sheriff Hall. Uh, so <laughs> lots of stories about that. Uh, I, it was great having my babies there because I had lots of babysitters and lots of great support. Amazing. It was. And then from then, while I was doing that, by the end, I was realizing uh, I wanted to do a little bit more, something different than love the resident's life, but just wanted to add to that. And knew, because that was actually, if you were to count back the years of my time at Dal and PEI working as a student and my time at University of Maine um, doing my BED, I was in residence for 14 years. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, yeah. you're seeing, like couple of years of students in there, like their whole journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember my family were saying they all wanted to sit, get, get lawn chairs and beer. And, and when I was finally moving out of residence and moving into a, my own house, <laughs> they wanted to see how was I actually going to make that transition. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't been kept for so many years. So, yeah. But so at the tail end of my Dalhousie uh, years, I decided to start working on a master's degree. So I did my master's at Mount St. Vincent University. And I started doing some teaching at Dal, um, TAing with a leadership program that Dalhousie had. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what it started introducing me to that academic support side of student affairs. So then, jump ahead a couple of years, decided we, we had an opportunity to move back to PEI. And uh, with my uh, partner's position, he opened a dealership. So we came back to PEI. I stayed home with my babies. Mm -hmm. And then it was lovely. And then when I needed some adult time again, yeah. <laughs> wanted to get back into the workforce, I uh, reached out to UPEI and uh, started doing working with um, the Student Affairs Office with their academic supports and uh, primarily the Student Success Program. So that's what got me here, and then we've just kind of rolled it out since. That's amazing. Um, because I've only known, like, Ontario GTA, are there any, um, I guess, like, East Coast-specific trends or issues or things that you might deal with that might not be that might vary by province and territory as we go across Canada I wonder That's a good question
I'm not sure. Uh, I, I know if the issues, I do find that we tend to reach out to the larger institutions to see what is your policy development like in, yeah. in different issues, you know, um, sexual violence and, and rape culture on campuses and what are the bigger institutions doing in that area, what are you doing with alcohol and residences. Uh, we tend to have all the same issues, uh, maybe at a much smaller scale, uh, but we, yeah, um, I yeah, hmm, that's a good question. And from my experience, I, I and going to conferences and hearing the different issues being brought up uh, through concurrent sessions and whatnot, it's it's the same kinds of yeah. of issues that are addressing you know this emerging adult hmm. uh, stage across Canada. Yeah, just yeah. But I must say, it, it is nice to be able to uh, partner with our bigger institutions and find out what you're doing, because you, you kind of lead the way in some, in some areas, maybe we're leading the way. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. We can see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So does your role, um, I guess, moving from residence to uh, the more of the academic arena, and I know in residence, oftentimes we do work with faculty, but now maybe that's increased more so for you. So I'm always mm -hmm. looking for like any advice or um, for when us as student affairs professional want to work with faculty. Like what are some things that you learned over the years that you're like, oh, I wish I knew this in residence when we were like approaching them for like collaboration or now I get why they didn't like reply or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think making yourself known okay. um, when they put when they put on their events, you know, whether it's research on tap or they're bringing in a, uh, you know, the English department, they're bringing in a poet to speak on Atlantic poetry. To attend those and respect the work that they do, um, make yourself known and introduce yourself to them. Uh, perhaps invite them, uh, then person. What if you're there? I think they respect you more for when you ask them to come to residents to pull off um, a, a session with the resident students. Um, so I would, I would absolutely suggest that. Uh, I also, I, I found some, it, it's been helpful. One approach I took was asking the faculty, how can I help you help mm. your students? How can I help you help your students? Yeah, you know, and, and letting them, I, I'm aware that you have students coming to you with, um, you know, anxiety issues and, and mental health illnesses and, um, can I, you know, what can I do to support you when you're helping them? Um, so that, that's one approach we've taken as well. And even, you know, we'll do things like um, how to read more effectively or or study tips on multiple choice, for example. Yeah. So then we'll reach out to our nursing school because the faculty are preparing their nursing for the national nursing um, exam. Yeah. So prior to that, we let them know that, hey, you would like us to come in and, and provide a workshop for your students to help them prepare for that. We are happy to do that. So we, we refer to those as house calls. Ooh, so, okay. Yeah, so we're, we, we will, you know, go in and, and do house calls. Our writing coordinator will go in and 
before the papers are due, we'll do a, a, a short session on MLA or APA mm-hmm. or you know how to fight properly. And so we just we kind of tap into what the faculty are doing and then offer suggestions on how we can help you help your student. That seems to work pretty well. I love it. That's a great question to get mm. them thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not trying to tell them that you know, we've got all the answers and let us come in. It's 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 respecting that we appreciate you are helping your students. Um, because sometimes we in student affairs are, are known as the hand holders. Yes, yeah. Not sure if you've ever experienced <laughs> that, Nadia. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, all, we, all we do is hold hands. Yeah, um, and, <laughs> apparently. You know, pat the students on the head and <laughs> offer comfort. And, but we do so much more. So, But, you know, sometimes the faculty... Uh, feel that we don't appreciate the work that they do, the one-on-one personal work that they do with their students. And so it's really trying to let them see that, no, we do see that and we do respect that. And we're here actually to help you continue with that. Mm -hmm. And we'll work with you, not instead of you. (laughs) Yes, work with you. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So our research team um, looked a bit up your bio and your experience over the years, and um, you also had a touch of uh, international work (laughs) in Namibia, Africa. Do you want to tell us more about that, if possible? Sure. You you guys are good researchers. (laughs) Thanks. Um, (laughs) i got to be careful what I put out there. Uh, No, going to Namibia was one of the highlights of my life. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, at the time, I was working with UPEI, and my director was Dr. Barb Campbell. And Barb, um, she was very interested in doing international support and international work. Currently, now, her role is working with UPEI and developing our international relationships and, and, and whatnot with, with universities around the world. Um, so she is a nurse by education and and trade, and she was working with the University of Namibia with their new school of nursing, and she was providing supports to their faculty. And while she was there, she was talking with student affairs people and realized that they could use some support as well. Uh, So they have such, they have a huge campus and very few staff to be able to handle the number of, of um, areas that student affairs deal with on a regular basis. So she, uh, one of the areas was the student success program that um, I work with. And we were able to then go to Namibia and work with the faculty. We, we pre- gave them our program, our student success program that has all the research and, and we brought it down in, in paper form and in electronic form so that, that they had something to work from so that they could take the program and adapt it to their culture and adapt it to their student needs. Uh, but it gave them a great place to start rather than starting from scratch. And so it was a bit of a train the trainer. Uh, we went through that way. And the conversations that we had mm. when they were talking about how they can adapt it to better meet their student needs, that was so eye-opening for me and educational for me. I came back and, and was able to adapt some things yeah. and do things here a little differently because of what I was – it was just neat hearing my program from another completely uh, – well, not completely different perspective, but from a different perspective. Yeah, it was really interesting. 
So we were there for a couple of weeks, and we um, did some work with with the staff, and then we also worked, we just went out into the student body, and, and we would set up a table, and we would have just little handouts on how to prepare for a, a multiple choice test and how to prepare for um, a essay style exam and and just those simple things were so appreciative the students were amazed and and very appreciative and uh, you know we would receive hugs and thank you I really need this I have this test coming up I'm so worried oh. and, yeah it was really lovely that's amazing thank you for sharing mm-hmm. Um, that uh, program, actually, if anyone was interested, it's uh, it was it was originally called uh, AHEAD, Academics of Higher Education Development. Okay. But in the last couple of years, they've renamed it and become part of the organization of you know the Doctors Without Borders. Well, this is now called Academics Without Borders. Oh. Uh, AWB. Yeah, and it's based out of Montreal. And so we were able to partner, UPEI partnered with Academics Without Borders, and we partnered with University of Namibia. Yeah, the three of us kind of paid for our, our time away in okay. Namibia to be able to work with staff and faculty and students. That is a yeah, good tip. Thank you. Oh, that's great to know. You are welcome. Yeah, <laughs> highly, highly recommended. So when you were introducing your uh, journey, you touched upon AUKUS. Mm-hmm. So, what is AUKUS? Well, we like to refer to AUKUS as the, the cuter little sister of caucus. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, you know, and a lot of the same founders of AUKUS were a part of caucus. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. So, AUKUS was founded back in the late 60s, early 70s. Names like Jim Griffith, um, Oh my gosh, why do I start saying names? Because then I go into a complete mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Marion Morrison, who's, uh, or Marion Basha, she was at the time. Um, there was a number of people that were involved that then later kind of made their way into caucus as well. Uh, and it is an association, uh, Atlantic Association of College and University Student Services. Um, and we have students, we haven't gone into the community of practices as caucus has, because yeah. we're smaller, about 150 uh, members of AUKUS. And uh, we we have the division, so we have a housing division, counseling division, nursing, academic supports, senior student affairs officers, same kinds of divisions that caucus used to have. Um, but what is similar to the communities of practice is you don't necessarily become just a, a member of one division. You can check off all the many different hats that you wear, and you can be a member of the, of the different divisions, as we do with caucus. So we meet once a year at our annual conference. It's usually a two- or three-day conference, and we have concurrence. It's run very similar to the caucus conference, but on a much smaller scale. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing about AUKUS is that networking. Mm. We have people doing the same types of jobs within the same kinds of communities. Our universities are similar in size and culture and and community. And it's really nice to be able to pick up the phone and and find a colleague who knows exactly what you're going through and can either just listen. (laughs) or provide some support and advice from their own experiences. 
so that's AUKUS in a nutshell. It's a wonderful association. So what, I guess, motivated... I'm always curious about when they all these are our organizations do calls out for board positions. So what made you make the leap from just being a member to like a member of the board? And I guess for new professionals um, or even, you know, seasoned professionals, what, what, like what, what are the benefits of being the board on a board? Like what would we learn from it? What have you learned from it? Okay. Because it's so easy just to be, uh, for me, I think of just to be a member, right? And just, go to the board meetings and sit there and but there's another level of involvement that is also important yeah oh absolutely Nadia um I think there's much to be gained from being on the board it has really been incredible professional development for me okay um I've chosen just to help with my kind of work-life balance to to uh remain where I am uh, with this kind of middle management position, um, not really gunning for the top. There's yeah. another topic yes. for discussion down the road. Yeah. But uh, very happy where I am because it, it just really suits my life and, and what I need for my career right now. But at that same time, I don't want to become stagnant and, and stale with where I am in my career. So getting involved with the boards, whether it's being on AUKUS or being on caucus, I've been a member of both on, on the boards and have have really developed different areas that I may not get to do within my daily job. Um, so developing policy, uh, looking at you know, not-for-profit uh, legislation and, and um, you know, working with that. Uh, being in a group of eight or nine people when you're, com- when you're making major decisions on a board about the future of an organization and hearing the different personalities and, and their experiences and we're coming from many different perspectives, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, working to a, uh, a unified decision that you're very proud of. And uh, it, that, that's an amazing process that happens in a board. If, if the board is a healthy, yeah. uh, respectful board. And I must say, I've, I've been very, uh, very pleased and I think unfortunate um, that the boards that I have been on, it has worked that way. Very cooperative and respectful. So I think that process is really great. Um, you know, we're, we're in our offices working a lot, coming up with, you know, dealing, dealing with our daily to-dos and, and uh, putting out fires. And a lot of it is singular and, and working on your own. But having the opportunity to come and do that with a board and, and learning different perspectives and ways of approaching something has really been wonderful for me. Hmm. So for new professionals, I say absolutely get yourself involved. Okay. And there's so many you know, uh, topics that student affairs deals with. And you know, right now we're, it's, what we're really bringing to the forefront is um, issues on surrounding our indigenous communities and, mm-hmm. and working with, with um, our friends and colleagues who, who we've been, it, it's been, as a student person, we typically are uh, heartfelt 
really wanting to support our students and colleagues um, and then here having these decisions made by our justice system with regards to certain you know a couple of cases yeah. here lately in the media yeah. just goes to show we need to work harder and and we need we need to listen mm. and and then we need to take action yeah and I think working with the board to help me process all that, what is our responsibility as an association and as a professional in student affairs? What is our responsibility to our our indigenous community, but really it's the whole Canadian community? How, how, what, how can we support moving forward with reconciliation? Um, and again, the board has just been a, a, a way to help me see different perspectives and uh, and, and see it more clearly. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. Did, did you have any uh, nervousness or fears when you decided to go for those positions? What was that oh like? Oh, my God, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that, that whole imposter syndrome yeah. is 100% real. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think... Um, I, I think you got to take it and stick it in your back pocket <laughs> and move forward anyhow. Uh, and even to today, in, in, in my elderly years, getting oh. up there, uh, I you still feel like an imposter. I still feel like the younger people coming up have a, a much broader education. They, I, I feel the, you know, the people that are actually older than me um, have more experience. Like, I still compare myself and still feel like well, what do I had to contribute but I, I, I you know I think I you have to be open and listening and 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 hearing um, maybe statements that I've said repeated and with from other people or having someone uh, say you know thanks for your that view I really appreciate that like just really grabbing hold of those acknowledgements for me is it helps <laughs> makes me feel that okay mm -hmm. what I have to say is 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 being heard and is uh, valid that's yeah that's true that's good thank you for sharing that that was great mm, I am um, thank you another random question that's like I think just thinking about I forgot to wish you happy International Women's Day. Yes, and happy International Women's <laughs> Day to you. And I think as I was listening to your intro, it just clued into me that you were working in residence while starting a family. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of rare. I think it's sometimes rare in our in that industry of residence that um, I know when when I felt when I was working in that in residence, I felt like it maybe it was all or nothing because sometimes I was a young professional, so I gave a hundred and ten percent. Right, because I had the it, was, it fit that era of my life, and then when I was ready to not be on call anymore and to like you know have more work life balance, I I felt like I had to leave. So I'm really curious about that process for you to like be able to hold that position and and you know be work within residence, but also be like you know what no, but I'm also gonna do this and this and make use of where I am and make it happen. Like how 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 was that for you? <laughs> oh. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was crazy. Um, my director of housing and ancillary services at the time, Heather Sutherland, she was a phenomenal, she is a phenomenal woman and was a phenomenal uh, 
mentor for me at the time. And she provided all the supports that I could need and, and could ask for. So I was very fortunate mm. uh, to be able to do that way. Um, my partner, Andrew, he was very supportive. Um, he understood the the importance of my position and being there. Um, now, mind you, uh, after the second baby, he got an opportunity to move back to PEI and start the dealership. So I was living on my own in residence with two babies and uh, finishing up my master's and being, as you say, on call with yeah. the residents. So that was kind of nuts. Uh, but I did, so when, if there was something like, if, if there was a student issue, it was three o'clock in the morning, the resident assistants knew they had to come to my door in twos, one to stay with the babies and babysit, yeah. <laughs> and the other would go with me to whatever To this situation. incident. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everybody kind of had to pitch in and help out, um, but it was, it was fun. So I think, yeah, so I think... Having a great mentor and support, mm -hmm. um, and uh, at the at the at the head of it, uh, and then along with having resident assistants that really enjoyed the kids, really enjoyed helping me be a mom, um, and and I included them in a lot. Like we would have Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> in uh -huh. my apartment. That's a great yes. idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, thanks. We're just having a bad connection. I hope you're back again. Are you? I, I can hear you. Okay, okay, good. No, okay. you're just in and out a bit. So, yes, the cartoons, that was a fun idea. Yep. So we just have cereal and tea and coffee and sit around and watch some cartoons on Saturday with my kids. Um, and then also while that's happening, I'd get the lowdown on what was happening the night before. And okay. So my, my, I've got great pictures of my first birthday of my uh, my first girl Kate when she was born uh, it was January 19th and the students back in residence made a huge banner that actually took one of the bed sheets but we won't really tell <laughs> facilities that but they took a, a bed sheet and wrote it's a girl and they hung it out the windows of Sheriff Hall and so everybody coming into the residence um, knew that the baby was born and it was a girl and and it was a huge celebration and then on her first birthday um, we had probably I don't know 500 students at her first birthday party and uh the the cafeteria made this huge cake oh. and it was quite and the residence council bought all these little birthday gifts for kate and the resident assistants you know, bought her new birthday outfit and so and then yeah so the kids were really a part of the residence life and i kind of gave that extra you know for the students that were feeling a little homesick mm -hmm. i think our family provided a sense of family and um it, it was a nice i think component to to their residence experience it like almost brings to life that saying like it takes a village so it's like it takes a residence <laughs> to raise a child like everyone contributed to their develop. that's amazing <laughs> yeah absolutely and it's funny because uh you know kate who is my oldest she will eat Anything, and I think it's because she was you know, weaned on, yeah. on the food. Uh, <laughs> the next few kids, they were still too young at the time. They were, they yeah, weren't eating much more than mushed bananas. But uh, those two are much pickier okay. than my oldest, who who was really yeah, 
brought off on residence food. She'll <laughs> eat everything. It's great. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so now I'm really curious since we talked a bit about um, sitting on boards and AUKUS leading to caucus. Uh-huh. Um, and the caucus buzz is growing. I'm really excited. People on my team and I, were, a bunch of us are going. So, oh, awesome. Um, tell us about the theme, Sea Change. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're so excited here at UPEI to be able to host caucus. Um, excited, nervous. It's a little bit of mix of both. Yeah. Uh, being so tiny, but um, change. We came up with that idea because we want something obviously to do the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, you know, we have a bridge that connects us to the mainland. We thought, yeah, that could be a cool theme. Okay. And so we had all sorts of different ideas floating around, but then um, uh, we thought, well, sea glass. It's something that is unique to uh, the, you know the coastal areas of Canada. Uh, and Nadia, do you even know what sea glass is? Do you are you aware of, of these little gems? Have you ever gone walking on a beach and sea glass yourself? I think. Well, I don't think I've ever really noticed that I was stepping on them, but I've definitely <laughs> been on the beach of PEI and like. But I think I was too fascinated by the color of the sand to really get what I was looking at. <laughs> yeah. So there, you know, sea glass is. Um, formed when a bottle or a jar or an old plate, some pottery, something is um, kind of thrown into the water with it. And so it enters this new environment and it gets tossed and turned and sometimes broken down and um, it, it goes, you know, rubs up against the rocks and shells and, and after all this turmoil and uh, it, it gets deposited on the sand, on, on the beach and the shoreline. And the glass has been worn down and it's now stronger. It's not, does not break. It's, it's resilient. It is beautiful. The colors are really coming through mm. and it's a, it's a, a lovely gem. And so when you're walking along the beach, you can, um, you know, it, it's, I mean, there's not, it's not a dime a dozen. It's a special find when you find it. Oh. And uh, so to be, so that's one of the reasons why we went, we went with Sea Glass because, you know, when students are entering this new environment of university life and college life, uh, they, they have their ups and downs and, and all that change that they experience um, makes them more resilient and stronger, and they become more identify. You know, they identify with who they are by the end of this four or five year process, and and uh, come out gems on the other end. Uh, wow. When we look at caucus, mm. yeah, caucus is doing the same thing with uh, you know it, it's it, it over the last few years has been going through a, a re-identifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, process when we, you know, developed our communities of practice and moved away from our divisions. Um, when we have implemented and well, created and then implemented the com- competencies, you know, that was an incredible process yeah. uh, that caucus has gone through in the last couple of years. So, and, and again, all to become more resilient and more purposeful mm-hmm. as an organization. Um yeah, so, and I think even our conference and how we're hosting the conference, joining with a Rook this year, uh, that's a new and changing element to how we are running our conference. So, but again, I think we're going to be better for it. So, I think this process of change that CLAS, um 
what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Not identifies, but sea glass, sea glass kind of. Like embodies or represents? Represents, oh my goodness. Yeah, the sea glass represents, represents many different aspects of, of us and in, in what we do in student affairs. Hmm. For first-time uh, caucus goers, what are some tips to navigating the conference environment? Mm-hmm. Well, this will be a great conference to come to for the first one because it's so small. Mm-hmm. You will not get lost. Uh, you come to the conference center and everything is going to be a stone's throw away. Um, so I think it's going to have a real homey atmosphere. Uh, I would say get involved. Uh, we have different events for the different kind of personality types that may be at the conference. So if you want to uh, meet some people at a coffee um kind of sit down quieter type session we've got uh networking events in in uh board game board cafes um and then if you are kind of in the more uh interested in, in meeting in a more social and, and active environment well we've got lots of pubs and bars that we will be uh using as networking uh, venues. Um, we have uh, Celtic and Irish bars and pubs that you know to, to bring home some good uh, traditional East Coast music, um, and yeah, and then everything in between. So I think the conference we we, we are going to be showcasing uh, with our excursions. Uh, we're going to be showcasing the island. You'll be able to hop on a bus and and take a bus ride out beach where you can do your own walk along a beach shore and perhaps find some sea glass um, mm-hmm. our our partners uh holland college they are you know, world famous for their culinary institute so we actually have been able to uh work with them and they're going to be putting in a culinary boot camp uh that if, if, yeah wanted to stay in morning we were putting that on at the end of the conference so it doesn't interfere with the conference uh, um, events but that's on the Thursday morning after the conference so uh, we have a boat tour uh, we'll take you out because we're right the Delta Hotel and the conference center is right on the water mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so on the, in the on the wharf next door we have excursions that will go out uh, for a couple of hours and you can have a lobster dinner on a boat out in the harbor oh, so yeah. Yeah. So for all the folks from you know, the GTA yes. and other parts of Central Canada uh, that may not have had much opportunity on a beach, um, you'll really get a good a good feel for what it's like to be on an island and and uh, yeah, do do a little bit of East Coast living. For people that might come a little bit early or stay long after, do you have a couple of uh, tourist trips? Um, sorry, tourist tips. Of things that we could do outside of the socials that caucus provides, maybe something else we could do off the beaten track. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I do want to highlight is that um, tourism PEI are phenomenal, and they've been working with us and getting ready for this conference. So they're going to be having um, it may even be there. I have to look, but um, they have a link um, and an app 
uh, and it's it's called Come Early, Stay Late. Oh. Uh, so, uh -huh. so I loved your intro there because you tapped right into nice. it. Nice. Um, so it's, yep, Come Early, Stay Late. Late and they will be giving caucus reduced rates to anyone from our conference who does want to come early or stay. Okay. Um, and and so that's on cabins and accommodations um, and on different excursions. Uh, so some tips. Well, the island is small, um, but. Uh, you still would need to rent a car um, to get around it. Mm -hmm. Our public transport is not the best, so keep that in mind. Uh, you know, look to rent a car early if that's what you're wanting to do. Um, I, we have both. If you're looking for red sand and that typical red clay, the red cliffs, the warm water, that would be on the south shore. Okay. If you're looking for the North Shore and white sand and miles and miles of white sand beach, um, that would be on the North Shore. And North Shore is where you'll find a lot of the tourism areas like Cavendish okay. um, and Brackley Beach. So I would head you in that direction if that's what you're looking for. But if you want the more quaint, uh, quieter, a cabin on a red cliff with miles of ocean, I would go to the South Shore. So those would be my two main tips. Ooh, thank you. I love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and golfing, I guess, for any of the golfers. World-class golf courses, which oh. are a lot cheaper than you would, um, I think, that you'll find than in central part of Canada. And we actually do on the Sunday before the conference gets rolling. Uh, Sunday's actually Father's Day. Um, so and anyone interested in going golfing on that day, they, um, we have a, a, uh, a package that morning for the golfers. Oh, that's lovely. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, anything that you want us to make sure we're able to see on your campus, UPEI, while we're there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are on the other end of University Avenue. So it would be about a 20, 25 minute walk from the conference center up University Avenue, the main one road in, P in Charlottetown, <laughs> uh, <laughs> up to the campus. And yeah, we have a number of, um, of new programs and schools uh, you know we, we are a little university with a lot to offer that sounds like it came off of an advertisement <laughs> but it didn't um <laughs> we have a new um uh school of um uh, uh sustainability uh design sustainability design and engineering and uh it's one of the first of its kind and our students you know do things like work with farmers to find out you know what, what issues are they having and then that becomes part of their projects that they're working on and, and part of their their research uh, and it's a really neat relationship that we have with our university, with with our uh, PEI community. Um, so that's a new program, a four-year degree. Uh, we also have the Atlantic Veterinarian College, which has been one of the main, uh, well, it is the one and only vet college in Atlantic Canada. Okay. And uh, that's a, a beautiful school. We It's a tiny campus. Uh, we only have about 44,000 students. Mm -hmm. on campus uh but we are now very proud to say 24 percent international wow. so we are yeah it's been a wonderful uh kind of 
you know, improvement <laughs> to not only the UPEI community, but certainly our Prince Edward Island community, uh, becoming more diverse uh, the last 20 years. Mm. We've seen so much, so much more diversity in the last 20 years than we have since, yeah. since we developed, since we became an island. Yeah. Uh, and it's really wonderful to see. Um, so we had the campus, uh, beautiful old quad, you know, built back in 1800s. But then, you know, our new engineering building and other buildings are, are brand spanking new state-of-the-art buildings. So it's a nice variety of old and new. So, yeah, no, people will have to come on up and take a walk around campus. Thank you. Okay, so now you did. You we did it. We actually, all the research team's questions have been uh, asked pretty much. So now it's the part that's most people sometimes dread, but it's fun. Is the rapid <laughs> rapid fire part? All right. But you can take okay. your time to think about you know the answer. I'll be easy on you. Um, Thank you. In light of the Winter Olympics just finishing, what's your favorite Olympic sport? Uh... I have to go with what do they call it? the? It's like the four of them racing on a snow snowboard. Uh, so it's snowboarding, but there's four of them. I don't know what they like cross cross something. Okay. I uh, don't know, but it's fast and it's crazy, and I love watching it. Oh, nice! I was in Mexico for the majority of this oh, Olympics, yeah. so I didn't, I didn't get to see any Olympics this year. So, and that I, one I missed. Yeah, and I think the time change didn't help. The time difference didn't help either, right? So, some mm -hmm. of the games were, like, late in the mornings or night, so. Yeah, yeah true that, yep. Last book you read? Oh, I'm just finished. I got 50 pages left of Fair Town. Oh, but don't ask me the author. I forget his name. But he, he also wrote an, uh, A Man Called Oath. Both books are fabulous. Yeah, so Bear Town. Bear Town. Yeah, it's fabulous. It's really good, actually. It's kind of it's about hockey, but it's not about hockey. Okay. It's more about a small town and the relationships within a small small town. It's very it's a good good book. Okay. Uh, last Netflix binge, if you have any. Oh yeah. Uh, the last Luther. Luther, ooh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, it's such a good... Anything BBC, I, yes. mean, I actually don't know that's BBC, I think it is. I think Certainly it is. Certainly it's British. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love that one. Yeah, I yeah. love BBC ones, yep. Oh, if, if you were to donate a whole bunch of money to a university or college for a building, what kind oh. of building would you want to build? Uh, I would build a residence. Yeah. yeah. I started in residence, and I will land in residence. Um, and actually, UPI, I think we do. Not I think. I know we do need more residence space. So I would I would build a residence here on my campus. If you weren't in student affairs, what do you think you might be doing? Hmm. Um, okay, well... My sister's a landscape architect, and so I got to go on a couple of jobs with her. And my, they, I was on vacation; she wasn't. So I got, I worked with her a bit, but it was fun, and I loved it. I, I love getting in the hands and the soil, and and uh, and also as we're driving around through neighborhoods, and she's doing work now also in hotels, and like she's really leaving her mark, a visual mark for people to see, and and I really love that aspect of it. So maybe I would be doing that. <laughs> 
But before I had that experience last week, I probably would say something like event management, like conference. Ooh, good one. Conference mm-hmm. event management. I love PEI. I worked in Newfoundland in conferences for a summer, and I loved selling Newfoundland. So like, if you're proud of where you are, that's a great job to be involved in. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's because it's more genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Oh my God. <laughs> um, who would play me? Uh, who's short? <laughs> um. Hmm. I have no idea who would play me. That one's tough. It's hard to think of like. Actors yeah. by name. Well, it is. Uh, what was the gal uh, from La La Land? And she was in. Um, a, Emma what? Emma. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, but no, not her. <laughs> Sorry, wasn't the wrong one. Julianne Moore? Okay, that'll work. Okay, I guess we'll just guess. <laughs> Julianne Moore's a good well, actress. Yeah. Yeah, I think Oscar is. winner as well, I think. Uh huh, uh huh, yeah. And she was actually one of my favorite Newfoundland movies, The Shipping News. Ooh, yeah, yeah, she is in that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we'll go with her. Let's okay, go with one. Uh, best meal or favorite meal? Ew. My favorite meal, uh, salmon is coming to mind right away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a nice salmon with uh, a nice kind of a, a wild rice on the side with... Uh, yeah. I don't know. A nice, yeah, poached salmon. Good one. Okay, last one. If you could trade uh, places with one person, either dead or alive, for one day, who would it be? Who are you more most curious about to live their life for one day? Wow. Who would I want to live my life for one day? Um... That's a tricky one, too. Uh, oh, my goodness. You know, okay, this is going to sound ridiculous, but <laughs> um, because I certainly don't hold myself at the same level, but which is why I would want to try it. Mother Teresa. Ooh, for one Doesn't day. Doesn't that sound mm. odd? Just one, I could not do her life nope. probably more than one minute. Yeah, one day's um, more so than enough. One day would be very exhausting. But to, to be able to be that selfless for one day mm-hmm. uh, would be completely amazing. To Just to see what, how did she actually do what she did? How did she survive and flourish as long as she did? Yeah. So I, that would just be, I think, amazing. Because it would be something that I would never, ever be able to do on my my own. So, yeah, I think I'd go with that. Thank you. This has been a joy. Your last not-so-trick question um, is, as this is a relay, can you think of ah, you right. know two other people within our profession that maybe Adam and I should uh, interview, if possible? Uh-huh. And why, maybe? Why, why would you? Why their name comes to mind for you? Okay. So I was kind of thinking a bit about this one. Um, and I think the first person that comes to my mind uh, would be Tamara Larry. 
Tamara Larry. I don't know if you've inter- I don't think you've interviewed her yet. Um, and the reason why I would pick Tamara, I mean, she's she's a, a, a not only a dear friend of mine, but she really was a great mentor for me. And a, and a mentor does not, FYI, have to be older than you. Um, we we are the same vintage. Uh, but her experience has really helped me figure out what I wanted to do and zero in with with my career in student affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was a practitioner in the student affairs world um, here at UPEI. Um, and then she uh, did her uh, PhD in from University of Calgary uh, in, again, student affairs um, topics dealing with international students and experiences. Uh, and then she was faculty at MUN, and now she's at uh, Rhode Island, uh, Royal, Rhode Island Ro- Royal Roads. Royal Roads, okay. Um, yeah, and she's um, heading up a, a master's program there um, in higher education leadership. And um, I, she could talk to both sides, the faculty side um, and the uh, partic- practitioner side of okay. students. So that's why I think she'd really be an interesting interview. So that's my number one, first one that comes to mind. And then for my second one... I'm wondering if you couldn't actually do a duo. So I'm cheating by saying two people because I really think you guys should be interviewing um, Chris Glover and Haley Doherty. Ooh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. So Chris and Haley, they um, work at Aurelia, um, uh, oh, my goodness, the the Aurelia campus of... Is it Georgia? Lakehead. Lakehead, 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 Lakehead University in Aurelia. And um, they also do a, uh, they reach out to uh, student affairs people on Friday afternoons and they'll give them a call, assuming that they're not in their office. So, but they'll leave a prank phone call. And then on Monday morning, when you come back to office, you start your Monday morning with this prank phone call. And it's quite hilarious. <laughs> uh, so they've got a YouTube of them doing these prank calls and it's fun. So, uh, so just uh, Chris is on the board with me. He is my counterpart on the caucus board. He's uh, with the community of practice um, portfolio, and uh, Haley, uh, and he's been around the block a bit. He uh, worked at uh, a couple of different universities in Ontario, and then he was at Dalhousie for a few years, and now he's gone back to Ontario. So he's got that perspective. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, and then Haley, she started her career in student affairs. Um, here at UPEI, and then moved on to um, Lakehead with Chris a couple of years ago. Uh, so in, in speaking with the two of them, you'd get somebody who's kind of brand spanking new into the profession mm-hmm. and somebody who's been um, around for a bit. So I think those two would make a great interview. Mm, good ones. Uh-huh. I like it. Well, thank you so much for the chat. It was wonderful, and I'm so anxious and happy to see you in person in a couple of weeks. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to to see you and to meet everyone uh, who's coming. And we are starting just, you know, starting off on a great foot with a PEI kitchen party. So make sure you get to uh, Prince Edward Island in time for the Sunday night kickoff because you don't want to miss the kitchen party. Oh, my goodness. I've always wanted to do one of those. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yep, some live 
live um, East Coast music with lots of great seafood and and everything else to, to make it a good party. That's great. Okay, so see you in caucus. See you in June. Safe okay. travels today. I know you're, the storm or the snowfall has started, so safe travels. Yes, the, yes, the storm is a brewing out there, so yeah, I'll, I'll head home now shortly. Okay, thanks, Anne. Have a good one. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that was amazing. It was good, eh? I'm excited for caucus. Just so much energy. Yeah, it was good. Uh, if you want to continue learning from Anne, follow her on Twitter at underscore Anne Bartlett. Um, I am With at... Two T's, Two right? T's, yep. Good Bartlett. one. Bartlett. Um, I can be found at Nads Roses and Adam. Yeah, I'm, you? I'm also on the Twitter, at uh, Adam Kewen, K-U-H-N. And if folks are, are uh, retweeting or tweeting about this, we encourage you to the, use the hashtag RelaySA, R-E-L-A-Y-S-A, and... Uh, hashtag um, Canadian... Oh, the SA Canadian the SA, one that yeah. folks are S-A-C-D-N, folks are using as well. So we encourage you to use all of those hashtags. A big thank you to Adrian Ross for the theme song for a show that people are a fan of. (laughs) Um, And also, we just want to invite, if anyone has any um, ideas or interviews that you've done um, or wish to do and you just want a platform, we're happy to share kind of our SoundCloud account and our iTunes account to help get uh, your information and your interviews out there or any records Mm -hmm. that you're doing. We just want want to continue to try to share and highlight and amplify lots of different types of conversations. And voices. And voices. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just hit us up, contact us through Twitter or email, and like, let's talk. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>